Ever since I was a young fella, I've always loved the outdoors with that sense of adventure calling. That adventure has become my life's passion that I love to share. Hey there, I'm Paul Burt. Come with me and let me share the experiences I've learned over the years, along with some pretty cool tips and tricks as we step outside. Step outside. Welcome to Step Outside with Paul Bird. You are listening to Birdie right now, and we are coming to you from our studios. Today's show has been all about catching winter whiting, right? And I love catching winter whiting. I think they're an amazing fish. You can get an abundance of them. You're allowed 50 per person in Queensland. There's no size limit, so they're great bait for flatties and snapper and red emperor and barramundi. And, of course, uh, you can catch two at a time. So I'm told because this bloke has taught me everything I know about catching diver wanted because I normally would just use a cast net and go out and catch these things until I went out with this bloke and he said, no, you can use a hook and you don't catch them that are three inches long for bait. We catch them 10 inches long and bigger. Shane Roberts, welcome aboard. Good to have your company, mate. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I like that introduction, mate. That's great. Well, mate, I, I, well, that's how I used to do with whiting, right? I, you know, for yellowfin whiting and all that, I'd go and dig the worms or pump the abbeys, whatever it is, and go out there and you'd catch a bucket full and away you go. But now, with the winter whiting, I never realised that they 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 came so big. I'm thinking to myself. Oh, yeah. you know, I, was, I was talking to the fellas at a boat ramp a couple of days ago, and they said to me. Uh, you know, how are you going? I said, I'm good. What have you been doing? They said, we spent all night last night going out there. We got 14 whiting, and they came on the bite at 2 a.m. I said, oh, good. How big were they? And he goes, oh, you know, 28 to 32. And I went, righto, 28 to 32 centimetres. I said, you know you can go about 30 k's up the road here and get 50 winter whiting that are that size in half an hour, two at a time. That's it. And you can, if there's two people on the boat, you can catch 100 just like that, mate. Uh, I've got to say to you, they, they are a, a fantastic fish to catch. How did you get into winter whiting? Oh, when I was a kid, my grandfather, mate, put me on a boat and said, let's go and catch some whiting. And back in the old days, now we're, let's go old guys, us old guys, yeah. where, um, we used to catch, this is the day where there were no bag limits. Right. You know, we'd go out and catch 300. <laughs> Right, three, 300 of them. Yeah. So is there a bag limit uh, per boat there, Shannon? I mean, you can catch 50 per person. So if there's two people on the boat, you can get your 100. But if there's four people on the boat, can you get 200 or are you only going to stick to the 100? Mate, you can get 200. It's 50 per person Yeah. for winter whiting and yeah. 30 per person for your summer whiting. Now, you do need to know the differences between them, which is a bit hard sometimes. Um, but really, you don't need 200. Whiting, no, fillet. That's a lot. Uh, that's whiting, a, because that's four hundred fillets. It's like a, holy yeah, gooey. and that's a big day. So, that's that's a carton, if I've ever heard. That's, of it. that's a carton. It's, because, a, it's and, that, and that's a that's a loss of fingers by the end of the carton because you still got fifty whiting to fill it, mate. There's a lot. That's a lot that, of cleaning. But cat, catch. That is. So don't go out and catch your bag limit. Go and catch what you need. And that's what I love to do with fishing, yeah. mate. I think it's fantastic if you just take what you want, take what you need. Yes. Uh, you know, that, that you're going to cook up. And look, I still have fish in our freezer. I know you do too, because if you are going out there and getting your bag limit of 50 for yourself, and of course, you know, if you've got your family with you, then you, you will eat 
you know, for me, gee, I'd eat, you know, probably five to eight fillets of, of whining myself. And then, you you know, you, you, you do your family. Next minute, you've gone through 25, 30 fillets, you know, so you've already gone through half your catch. So I understand it. And there are such a, mm. a beautiful eating fish. I mean, you, tell me, what, what are your thoughts on the taste of them? They're bloody awesome. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, they're awesome. They're great. They're fantastic. They're light. Um, the, the, it's a great one for little kids and the young ones to get stuck into because it's, uh, it's not that, hasn't got that real fishy taste to it. Yeah. It's the only way, I've, it's a very mild, light flavour. And they're, they're, and, they're, um, they're quite, I find them sweet. I think on the spectrum sweet. scale is you got, I think the, the diver whining would have to be, for me, number one, followed up by yeah. the, the yellowfin whining. Number two, followed up by the King George whiting. Now, Southerners, please don't crucify me here because, you know, that, that's just my personal taste. If you've never, I've tasted all three. If you've never tasted a diver whiting or a yellowfin whiting and you've only had King George whiting, then, you know, you, you can't really turn around and say, oh, my whiting's the best because you don't know. You've got to have them all. You've got to have them all to understand the difference. And, and, and that's what, that's, that's my, and everyone is open to their own personal Preference and choice and tastes and, you know, that's your choice, whatever you want to go, but that's mine. Um, Mate, tell me, the the food that they love to eat, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the the, the fish that they, you know, they school up in great numbers. Give us some tips there for people wanting to get involved in catching winter whining. Okay. Mate, before I do that, can I just say that um, in Queensland, the law is what's in possession. Right. So those guys who don't understand or people who don't understand what's in possession, it's what you have, whether it's in your boat or at your home in the freezer. Right. So you can't don't go out and think you can go and catch fifty whiting per day. Right. Um, and not eat any. No. no. <laughs> You're having a big massive party sort of thing and oh, I'm gonna go out and catch fifty whiting each day and I'm gonna have a big cook up later on. No, that's that's illegal. That's a no no. Sure. You might it's only what you have in what it's what you have in your possession at your house, your residence, or what's in your boat, so yes. to speak. It's what you have on you right there and then. So if you go out and you're the only person at home and you've got 50 whiting in the freezer and then you go out and get another 50 or even 10 and put them in your freezer, you're actually going over the possession limit. Yeah, and, that's, and, 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 and they have... Uh you know, straight out rules where they can come in and check your freezer straight away That's too if you're doing, right. the, if so you're doing the wrong do thing. That, guys. No, no, it'll cost you, it'll cost you your boat. Uh, and it's just, that goes for, for all species when you've got bag That's limits everything. and size limits. So mm. whether it's mud crabs or, or, or banana prawns mm. or snapper or squaw, any, anything that has a bag limit, it's in possession. So please be aware of yes. that. Mate, yeah, um, sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, Yes, we're talking about catching whiting. Um, the easiest thing is, um, have a, in the old days, we used hand lines. Yep. But a rod, um, seven foot rod, uh, yep. can be used off the beach um, or out of a boat. We used to use the um, Jarvis what? Walker Black Queen. Oh, I still got one. Have you really? With a metal <laughs> ferrule? I still got one. It's got the metal yeah, ferrule on it, and it was uh, it would it would bend. It was a sloppy joppy. It would, it would bend right from the butt mm-hmm. up to the tip. But geez, yeah. those things caught whiting. Oh, heck yeah. You don't have to do it. They catch themselves. They, they do. They do. And, and a good tip for everybody as well is lay your rod down. Don't, I mean, look, on the show, you saw us put it in a rod holder. Yep. But if you're mm-hmm. in a tinny, 
right? I, I love yeah, a tinny. If you're in a tinny, lay them down and just let the rod work itself and you'll, you, you catch them. They're, they're catch pretty them good. all day, every day, yeah. So what about the rig there, Shano? Pat Nosser rig, I know what we're using. Tell me about that. Why did you start to use a Pat Nosser rig? <sighs> Easy, because it used to um, catch two at a time is the number one reason because it makes it a lot easier. But um, commotion or creates more bite. So you get one on there on one hook, you bring it in straight away. But if you get one fish a bit higher than the other, he creates all this bait burly for you because he's eating one bait. The other fish comes in and swats the other hook. Simple. Best bait, mate, because you don't want the uh, the fish to take the bait immediately off. You want them to come back, oh. back and back. So what's the preferred bait? My preferred bait is squid in strips, little strips of squid right? Um, or the tentacles from their head. Yep. is great. Um, and there's one that I told you once before that I haven't seen you ever use yet, but I know you're going to because you'll use it with me, is your uh, worms, your plastic worms. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Mate, um, <laughs> I, I know you are. I, look, you use the – I think that's, if I'm correct, it's the gulp uh, sandworm. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the gulp it's sandworm. It's already flavoured in that. Yeah, it's already flavoured, and you can put that on. Obviously, you know, you, I know you catch a lot of fish on those things. For me, I just like to, you know, for whiting – you know, I think if you're specifically targeting certain whiting, uh, such as yellowfin, on small poppers, um, they, they work very well on that. Uh, but for yeah. me, you know, I, I like to use the squid. I like to have that fishiness in the water. But you use yeah. those artificial baits and they work well. So, you know, that I guess that's yeah. something else that people can try, uh, which is a great Probably idea. number one is the squid. Number one is your squid. Up in um, Queensland water, squid is your number one. Mate, um, Especially what, where I'm going, I'm on the flat. Oh, absolutely. And talking about flats is um, depth of water <laughs> that people should be targeting these. What are they looking for when they're targeting winter whiting? Are they looking for structure, deep holes, uh, channels or flats? I mean, give me an idea of the depth okay. of water. The depth of water I like to fish in usually is around about the two and a half to three metre mark um, on our channels that have got sand and weed patches. So you're undulating landscapes of weed and sand, um, not so much coral or rocky areas for, for me personally. So your sand flats is is where to go for them because they're whiting, sand whiting, winter whiting are all the same uh, species in that in that sense. Bottom bottom feeders on the sand with their mouths the way they are. But they also they also get right in. Uh... You know, on your bait, and, and they fight for the bait. You know, you, oh. you'll get one, but then there'll be another one or two or three or five around him wanting to eat, hence the reason why you're using two hooks on the rig, yeah? Two on the Apanosa, yeah. That's it. And also the hooks need to be the size that it's going to go into their mouth. Size four to six will be just perfect for their size. Mate, um, what about sinker weight there, Shane? Do we want to have a heavier lead? Or I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, lighter is better. But uh, what about on those flats? Mate, on the flats, I, I like using as light as I can, yep. but enough just to, to cause a little bit of disturbance in the sand. Right. So if, mate, if that's the way, it's hard to put it. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. So you really, you just want that sinker to bounce along the bottom as you're dri- and you're dry that's drifting, aren't you? There. You're drifting? I drift, yes, I drift. Yep. Um, and that's for the purpose of I get more fish that yep. way and I cover more ground. Right. Um, and if you've got the kids in the boat, they're not sitting there doing nothing. You're always They're always feeling something on their line, so to speak. 
Oh, that's a bite, Dad. That's a bite, you know. Um, so it's really good that way too. <laughs> yeah, that, and that makes bite. yeah that makes a, that makes a big, big, big thing for sure. Big thing. Yeah, with ch- children. Yeah. Yeah. But I, overall, um, I do drift, but if you come to a big school I, and you come across a big school, don't be afraid to anchor up from them, up from the school, and and feed your line back into it, and keep your bait moving. Right. Bring it back with you. Yeah. When you're anchored, because they like a moving bait. Right, it makes a big, di- big difference, doesn't it? Big difference to just sitting it there and letting it waft in the ground. Not like, you know, we do that for um, snapper and that when we're anchored up, we might use a big bait. But for these guys, you keep it moving slowly towards back to the boat and then cast out again. You'll get, you know, you get double hookups. And as you know, with double hookups, they're just so much fun. Yeah. And on the like, yeah, because we're only using, you know, between uh, three and six uh, kilo line. Yeah, nice. Nice, and that's you know, what the, that's uh, what the fish are hanging on. You know that yeah. nice light leader, light line, light rod tip. You don't want to go out there too heavy, otherwise it's gonna it's gonna foul up. That's it. It defeats the defeats the purpose of having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. Uh, absolutely. You know me. I'm one for light line. Hang on, mate. I, I, I've I got the right one. <laughs> that's it. Uh, we've just got the crowd. Yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a live audience here. We've got a live audience, (laughs) mate. uh, (laughs) Mate, um, the best time of the year to catch winter whiting, and I think I just gave it away. But it's not really (laughs) a time. It's not. I know it's a very stupid question, but it's not really all through winter. You get them at other times of the year as well. Yeah, we do. We do. We get them pretty much all year round. Winter whiting, uh, because. Where I am in Moreton Bay, winter whiting usually hang around in and around the deeper waters, such as uh, in the middle of the bay, basically, yeah. um, and around the islands. Whereas our summer whiting, we get a lot more of them in close to into the coastal areas, so up along the banks, close to land. Right. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> that's one way to distinguish a little bit of where where you're fishing is what you're going to get, catch. Yeah. Okay. So our byproduct of fishing in the deeper water out in the middle of nowhere is we're going to get uh, sand flathead, not your duskies as much, yeah. and we're going to get a lot more flounder yep. uh, or sole and winter whiting in okay. those areas. That's, a, that's our areas in the middle of the bay. But when we come close to shore, we'll get winter whiting, but our prominent species is going to be your summer yes. or your yellowfin whiting. Right. Okay, but you still get. Okay. Bit, but you. But obviously, there's difference in numbers there too with your bag limit. But, mate, um, tell me, right. how do you uh, how do you generally tell the difference between a yellowfin whiting and a winter whiting? I know the difference, but can you explain to our listeners? Um, okay, when you first okay, the easiest way I I look at it is one comes to the boat. The first thing you're going to see are little blotches on the skin. Yeah. of your winter whiting, where it's right. just summer you don't re- you do have it, yes. but it's not as definite. Right, is the okay. way to put it. That's and they're a lot. They're always smaller, and they're fatter. Okay, it's smaller and fatter than your than your uh, summer whiting. Yeah, they all have yellow fins. They all look the same. It's just that blotch, and there are other ways to do it for your fish ID. Um, your trumpeter whiting, which are your winter whiting. Yeah. Uh, and your stand and your stand whiting, uh, your, you know your gold line whitings, and uh, there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, is to get an ID, a fish ID on your phone, or have a, a fish ID booklet. Yep. If you're not sure, always refer back to it, of course. 
but it's the blotches that on the winter whiting that show that they're winter whiting. And that's the most important thing is you've got to understand the difference between one fish opposed to another one. Otherwise, you are, you know, the, the, I guess the authorities don't have a funny bone, so to speak. They tend no. to, you know, look at you. Because I guess, you know, the people out there who are doing it the wrong way are going to give every excuse possible to know and to mankind to the authorities. Therefore, if you are doing that's the right thing and you've got one wrong, then, you know, I can understand them not getting um, uh, taking the uh, the light side of it. So you could get fined. Mate, um, when you are going to fish for winter whiting on your sounder, yeah. can you see them on the sounder or are you visually looking? Can you see the bottom? I guess you're only in five or six feet of water. Yeah, I actually see the bottom, but I'm looking for I'm I'm not actually seeing them on my sounder because they you, you do see them, yes, you do see them, um, but I'm not physically looking for them. I'm actually looking for um, the waves in the sand. You know, it's a, a way to put it, I suppose. Is you go down to the surf beach, and you'll understand this is when the surf uh, rolls over, it causes like little lumps and bumps in the sand. Yeah, I'm looking for the same thing. Those right. little lumps and bumps in the sand is where the fish are going to be sitting, feeding, you know, for cockles, for um, for worms, for little prawns, all that sort of thing. They're going to have their heads down into those little grooves in the sand. Okay, yep. That's what I'm looking for, um, and 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 a just and a little bit of weed patches now. Yeah, there is one thing I don't like is, and I, I don't like saying this, but it's a snot weed. It's a real thorny, yucky weed. Yep. If you can keep away from that, people, keep away from that. And that generally is found during the month of September. It tends to have a yes. blooming a blooming time yeah. where it really thickens up because I know when you target yeah. flat, it can be an, an so absolute pain I, in the bum. Yeah, so I actually go down to a little bit deeper water um, yep. to get away from that, hopefully. Um, or find, you keep looking for an area where it's not going to be. I've never really caught my uh, a good catch around snotweed. Right, no. But around your ribbon weeds and thing and ribbon weeds and your lettuce weeds, uh, yeah, plenty, plenty of yeah, whiting okay. around those guys. So I, I'm looking for not so much on the sounder fish, but actually the the way the bottom is forming is what I'm looking for. Okay, well, and mate, I, I run out tide. Okay, that was the next question. Is the run-out tide? Because I always find the run-in tide brings clarity. The run-out tide brings uh, a lot of sediment off the bottom. And, of course, you do get that. You put your head under the water with a pair of goggles and you're going to see a lot of sediment moving through. And that gives the fish fish the ability not only to forage around uh, dirty water and to, to have that... I guess that um, you know that ability to sort of sneak around and hide in amongst that dirty coloured water, but it also right. to yeah. feed that's because that everything's coming out of and being washed off those weed beds and the sand flats. That's why they're going to be out there that's feeding in greater numbers. That's right. Yeah. So on a clear crystal day, I find we're only fishing two to three meters of water, so the boat shadow is causing um, fish to be scared of you. Yep. On a clear day, so you've got to cast away from the boat and drift further and have it longer lines and all that sort of thing. Um, but if you have that little bit of the dirty water getting stirred up as the tide's dropping down, yeah, beautiful. Right. They yeah. come out and feed. They don't worry about so much around about the boat shadows. Sorry. Tell me about the the way to clean them. I mean, you've cleaned a hell of a lot. How, how do you do it? What's the go? Do you because um, you have a trick to scaling the fish, I believe. Yeah, I I use a scaling bag behind the boat on a you know, three to four meter rope, 
throw it behind the boat. I'll put the, first of all, put your fish into a scaling bag, which is a bag very much sort of on the lines of a trawling net. Yep. Small hole, um, a fish holding bag, I suppose they call it to these days. Oh, yep. I don't know. Jeez. It's um, a whiting scaler yeah, bag. Put, it's whiting scaler bags. I know they call them scaling bags now, yep. but I'm trying to get cover what people might think they may look like. Um, so it's a li- just a net bag, really. It looks, a like bag a, it looks more a, like a trawler net that's a thinner gauge and generally comes in it. blue or green, uh, and you have yeah, a rope tied yeah. to one end. But be aware that if you get the one with the larger holes you will lose all your whiting out. I've had it before. I've thrown out there with my 40 whiting and I've put them behind the boat and next minute I pull it in, I've got five. I mean, they were good. Yes, they, were, they, they were a big five. They couldn't fit through the hole. I lost every other one. So you got to make sure you get the right bag. Otherwise, you'll lose, your, you'll lose your fish. But you're putting it out, Shane, behind the boat at speed. Yes. How fast are you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm travelling behind. The boat's probably doing, yeah, I, I suppose, boat's doing about four knots, maybe five knots. It's just enough to get the bag to to get into your the the wake of the boat yeah. and get spun around like a little washing machine that is behind the back of the boat. On the little wake there, you get the, the, you get the um, wave yeah. and the little frothy bit. The, froth, the frothy bit behind the boat and it does a little washing machine sort of thing and you bring it back uh, after a minute, maybe two minutes. Yeah. And then you just check your fish and they'll be scaled. They're all scaled for you. Mate, that's, that's, <laughs> see, that sounds awesome. And that, and that way, when you do fillet them, always, you know, a nice good Kershaw knife. You can get those from Anaconda. Uh, that's got a nice yep. long thin blade, super thin, not thick on the blade. You don't want a thick blade because it sort of, it just becomes too thin hard to get in. They're great snapper and a bit bulky. You were good for snapper and red emperor and trout and big mm. fish like that and jewies and stuff. But for whiting, you want a delicate knife. Everything's delicate with whiting from your hooks to your bait to your leader, your sinkers, your Everything. swivels to your, to, your, to your bloody knife. And even when you cook it. Uh, yeah, and geez. when you cook it, yeah. Don't cook it for too long because they just go... Yeah, they, they, they get a little bit... Well, they disintegrate. Mate, um, so a nice thin knife yeah. when you are going to clean them up. Yeah. Hey, Shane, thanks for your time, mate. Um, but, oh, quickly, right, before we go, give yeah. me the best recipe for whiting. Do you need to do something much to it or do you just keep it simple? Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, well, I got that, mate. Thank you very much. That, oh, hang on. Keep it simple. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Our live Good audience one. just laughed like at that. that. That's the crowd got in. Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, keep it simple. Yep. Um, a little bit of rice flour, that's it. Don't need much more than that. Shane, always a pleasure to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. Oh, sure. There you go, mate. The crowd's going, the crowd's going crazy, and we we, we love it, mate. And uh, that's it for another another step outside podcast, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, of course, that's Shane Roberts there talking all about catching winter whiting. We'll see you next week, and of course, we'll see you every day on Step Outside on Seven, mate. Around this beautiful country of ours, new app being dropped every Sunday, being repeated the following Saturday, and you can wake up to Step Outside early in the morning again on Seven, mate. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for listening. Anaconda! Did that just blow your speakers?